Hi, and welcome to Hack the Net, where every week we provide the internet with the life hacks they demand. I'm Matt Heron. I'm Jeff. I'm Louisa Heron. We're back, baby. Yeah, yep. we back did it. Better saddle. than ever. Don't call it a comeback. Better Why than ever, in that we're Why? slightly physically less well-off than we have been ever before. But, apart it's from true. that. Yes. Physically, we're worse than ever, but mm-hmm. in every other way, we're better than ever. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Why would he not want you to call it a comeback? Is the idea? I know that he says I never left, but like, he 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 didn't. He wasn't constantly rapping between those two albums. He should know that, like many products you'll find in the grocery store, if you say, "Oh, look, it's back," even when it's been around the whole time, people get more excited again. Yeah, it's true. I, I I would love a LL Cool J comeback. Yeah. In fact, today we should have it. Where is he? What's he up to? Is he still making movies where he probably gets paid a lot, but they're terrible? He was probably like the a judge on The Voice or something, right? Is he in that movies? Seems like that's right. What do. He, he was in Toys. Oh, right. He was in Deep Blue Sea. Yeah, his yeah, hat was like true. a shark's fin. Yeah, yeah. I forgot <laughs> that he took the the Will Smith approach of doing a rap about the plot of the movie over the lyrics. Yeah, that's true. Are he there... kind of bridged the gap. Like, Will Smith blazed the trail of being a popular hip-hop musician who then moved on into movies and tv but i feel like ll cool j did that but for people who are cool rappers instead of just like dorky ass (laughs) middle school teacher rappers for people who have no interest in ever getting an oscar for their acting (laughs) well yeah are there any other in that cat any others in that category besides him and ice cube where you see them in a movie also Both of the ice I feel ices. Like ice T just went hard on. I'm just going to be on Law and Order, and that's yeah. it. Yeah. Forever that counts. That's a TV. Donald yeah. Glover. He did, he did Donald TV Glover. first, though. Yeah. I feel yeah. like that's important. He was a TV writer he... when he was like 21. Right, but he wasn't. Uh, he wasn't like an actor until after he already had a little bit of hip hop stuff. Hmm. I mean, wasn't he on Thirty Rock in like cameo bits before that? I think he was. Maybe. Mm-hmm. He was just a he was a writer on that show and I know they have the writers yeah. show up sometimes. Yeah. I mean, I know he showed up in cameos on that show. I don't know if it was before he had any hip hop albums, but he did a lot of independent really released stuff before he started doing serious music that people paid attention to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's weird. All right. Now this is going to stretch the definition of hip hop a little bit, but Uh-oh. what about Lady Gaga? Hmm. This is no, a challenging that's, idea. <laughs> she's only in movies because Madonna did it. Um, she's yeah, doing a Madonna. God, yeah. can you imagine if they made a Joker movie where Madonna played Harley Quinn? Ooh. I think it would go a little something like this. It's just, I'm not doing wait, it. does Lady it's just Gaga play Harley Tracy. Quinn? It's just yes. a movie Dick Tracy, Jeff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. that's true. That is very true. <laughs> that is true. Uh, but yes, Lady Gaga is playing Harley Quinn in Joker 2. And the, it's a Phoenix also. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh my god. It's a musical with songs by Lady Gaga who's playing Harley Quinn. I think I remember seeing that and at no point between seeing that headline and now did I think it wasn't a joke. Uh, Is it a joke? No, it's real. They were filming it. Uh, they were filming oh. down at the um, the like county courthouse on the day that Trump was getting brought in for his indictment. <laughs> so, oh, man, they got Perfect like timing. they got like extra protest stuff. I guess they'll Photoshop out Trump twenty twenty four and put in like Joker twenty twenty four. 
There probably was already Carl. some people there with signs that said Joker 2024. <laughs> oh man, this movie is going to be so the the first movie sucked. It was not good. Yeah. This movie I still haven't seen it, but I believe you. Th- it like sucked in kind of a boring way where it it mm. it was like a feature length college uh humor uh funny or die like trailer for a fake Martin Scorsese's The Joker. Mm-hmm. Right. Um this sequel I have hopes it will be so outlandishly bad. Mm. Like cats. Yeah. It's got Brendan Gleeson and Katherine Keener in it. Hmm. I feel like you guys remember when commercials realized that they could be successful by being stupid and bad instead of being good, and then for a long time, even till now a little bit, most commercials were intentionally stupid and bad. I'm you, thinking you think of the Quiznos. Yeah. Those like little monsters of, from Quiznos. Yeah, or like that guy on a buffalo wing commercials for um, uh, Arby's, or like... I feel like most insurance commercials do this, where they're like, yeah, it's stupid, but you're talking about it, aren't you? Yeah. And, like, I feel like maybe movies have realized that they can do that, too, and that makes me sad. We've gotten into an era, though, where if a commercial is well-liked enough, it will become a media franchise. You're thinking of the cavemen from Geico? (laughs) Uh, Ted Lasso was a commercial. That's true. Mm -hmm. And that's actually so good that it makes me angry. (laughs) Yeah. the Geico started as a commercial. The yeah, Geico you keep, Cavemen keeps recommending me the original commercials, and I'm like, no, <laughs> I cannot look at Ted Lasso that way. Stop it! I do not want to see this. Yeah, the yeah. the like the the Geico Cavemen uh, shone so bright and failed so hard that we forget that like Ernest had a whole series of films, and he was like a local TV commercial character. Yeah, but those were stupid. But people liked them. I mean, the commercials and the movies were dumb. I mean, they're for kids, so that's fine. Yeah. Ernest, what was the one where he was, it wasn't Ernest Goes Stupid. Scared Stupid. Scared Stupid. I was like, (laughs) what is it? He had one where he becomes stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't think... Ernest Cullen becoming stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Ernest Rise of the Stupid. <laughs> oh, dumb. Yep. Uh, Matt, what'd you do this week? This month? Well, it's been it's been like a month since we recorded. It's been so three many weeks since you looked at me. <laughs> yep, it's true. Yep. Um, <clears throat> it hasn't been three weeks. I mean, <laughs> in that song, it's a one week or less is the whole point of yeah, the yeah. lyrics. No, I know. Yeah, I most of the lyrics are about litigating exactly how much time it was or not. <laughs> yeah. I was adjusting it for our purposes. Mm-hmm. I see. Um, well, I've done so much in the time. Um, we nice. can talk. I I watched everything everywhere all at once. Nice. We could talk about that. You caught it's up. A great movie. So weird. Have you guys both seen it? Yes, I've seen it. Yes. Yeah. I I really loved the fight sequence with the woman who is existing in all possible realities at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, um, that is exactly like so well represented in the visual storytelling of the movie. I know everyone loves this movie; it won like every Oscar. So I'm not really I was, telling anyone anything they don't know. I was so surprised that it won Oscars because it's not yeah. the type of movie that usually wins Oscars. Yeah, um, the fact that there's 
the running Rakakuni joke in that movie mm-hmm. that won an Oscar, even though that is the dumbest joke I've seen in a movie in since Airplane is crazy. And it's a joke that made me feel emotions. <laughs> they eventually make you feel emotions about the Ratatouille parody about a raccoon. Yep. It's deranged. I don't think I felt emotions about that other than I wish this part was over now. <laughs> How much of that is due to the incredible acting of Harry Shum Jr., though? Yeah. <laughs> he was good in that. Uh, delightful, was. delightful film. How, um, why, what, what made you wait? I don't think anything particularly made me wait. I just needed a time when I could sit and really pay attention to it, and I've been very busy uh, with, you know, getting a new house and all that, so I just haven't really had time until now mm-hmm. um and i just sat down on friday night and i was like tonight's the night it's gonna happen yeah did you find what i found which is that i heard it hyped up so much as so like emotionally important that when i sat down to see how weird it was i was like this movie <laughs> really <laughs> yeah i do i i did find some of it pretty uh good at stirring up emotions but i also feel like I feel like they were really trying to make me feel, like, go back and forth between siding with the daughter versus siding with the mom. Mm-hmm. And, like, spoilers for the end of the movie, I guess, but the whole point of it is that you don't have to pick a side and everyone's right. And I felt that way from the beginning. So I was like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I know. <laughs> they are right. You're right. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. um, so anyway, that was it. That was that. I got a new TV. I got the, the that TV that looks like a picture that hangs on the wall. Oh, I'm not nice. aware of this. Yeah, so Samsung has a TV called The Frame, which sits flush to the wall uh, and is like an, less than an inch thick. Uh, and it Same. is, you can put a, <laughs> you can put an actual picture frame around it. And then when it's quote unquote off, it just displays a static image. So you can put like a painting there, and then it just looks like a painting hanging on. That's your wall. really cool. Does it have like a? Does it? Is it low power when it does the static image, like an e ink type thing? Yeah, it is. It's that it's rolls. not as low power as e ink, but it is pretty low power. And then you can turn it fully off overnight to save power and stuff. So nice. that's really cool. Yeah, it's really incredible that this thing exists. I mean, what's so interesting about it is that I can't believe people haven't figured this out before now, because what it basically is, is it's just an OLED screen that hangs on your wall, and then there's one cable that comes off of it and goes to a box that has all of the stuff that your TV is (laughs) in it, so that that way the part that's hanging on your wall is just the screen, and the TV can be off to the side with all the wires that go into and out of it and all that stuff like why haven't we been doing this all along yeah that is pretty good the thing i'm really interested in is the short throw projection but this might be i don't know even better i guess um have you have you heard about this the short throw you seen this you heard about this (laughs) is that the one that's like wait short ultra i don't know if i know Um, I don't know about this. So what they will do is a normal projector you have to put, like, across the room. An ultra short throw goes, like, three feet away from the wall or, like, six inches away from... Like, it's really close to the wall is the whole point of it. Yeah. Um, And so 
basically you have a screen that's on the wall, like you're saying, like it, it is completely flush against the wall and a picture frame. Uh, yeah. and it's a special screen that reflects all light except, uh, like it, it will reject, uh, how did, I guess it doesn't reflect light except for what is projected from it from a certain angle underneath. So mm. like you get no glare like you would with a normal mm. TV and you get no like terrible visuals like you would with a projector from across the room. Mm. Um, yeah, my TV does that too with the it has a matte finish so that it doesn't glare yeah. and it's really it works so well, which is surprising. This is hard yeah. to clean though. This might be yeah. more appealing to me because the ultra short throw, the cheapest one you can get is like four thousand dollars right now or something. Yeah, mine was only like twelve hundred dollars something like that which you know is expensive but it's it's reasonable for a 4k tv that's high-end uh, tv expensive rather than like insane home <laughs> theater derangement expensive <laughs> yeah and um it, i i've never had an ultra hd 4k tv before nice and it is so freaky um it really reminds you how much everything you're watching is just actors on a set we're all just actors on a set man <laughs> <laughs> I mean that's true, but when you can, it's like you're watching people doing the scene in another room, and it's like I don't know. It really threw me off the first couple of days. I was just like, I can't, I can't watch this because I. It reminds <laughs> me that this person is just some idiot who dropped out of college. Now, did you have motion smoothing accidentally <laughs> turned on? No, I did not. Okay. Ooh, but what if you did? It sounds Wouldn't like that you make might've. it. Isn't motion smoothing? Making make it less realistic, like gives you vertigo or whatever. No, it makes it, makes it look it like a football game. <laughs> oh, I see. Well, it makes it less realistic in the way that it does seem like you're there on set with people rather than watching a movie. Yeah, everything mm. looks like a soap opera. It's it's mm-hmm. bad in that way. Weird. Well, I've been playing. I started replaying Spider Man, the uh, the PlayStation Four Spider Man game on this TV, on my PlayStation 5, and the visuals are so much better than they were when I played it on PlayStation 4 on my old TV. That's nice. That it feels like a whole new game. <clears throat> yeah. I, so anyway. Uh, oh. Well, I was going to say, I just upgraded my computer and have been having a similar, like, ah, games can look good. I can play Superland <laughs> at 100 FPS. <laughs> yes. Oh, man. Having a higher FPS is something I've heard people talk about uh, on games before and been like that sounds like something i don't care about but it really does make a difference it is for the most part something i don't care about but like it is pretty nice when it is hot like when it's when a game is running at 30 fps i'm not like bleh, bleh, i can't look at this garbage <laughs> but like <laughs> it is noticeably smoother at 60 and above yeah it's weird because there's that uncanny valley where if it's like between 30 and 60 you start to feel like weird about it or you're like (laughs) my eyes can't follow what's happening (laughs) am i playing this on a european tv what's going on yep they uh update at 50 hertz and so support 50 frames per anyway weird Um, yeah it's uh normal that i knew that (laughs) i'm normal Um, so anyway, if anyone's looking for a TV that doesn't look like a TV all the time, then I, I what is recommend this? the Samsung Frame. Frame, and okay. It was surprisingly easy to hang on the wall. I was worried about that because ours is above the mantel, pl- mantel place? That's not it. Mantel piece? That's the word. Mm-hmm. 
Um, <clears throat> and so it's like a brick wall behind the drywall there, and I was really nervous, but it was it was very easy. I needed to get a hammer drill so that I could drill into the yep. brickwork, but other than that, piece of cake. I had to drill into concrete with uh, one broken arm and one uh, arm fully numb from carpal tunnel syndrome when I hung my full weight no. 10-year-old HDTV. Oh, we God. talked about this. You say you had to do it at this specific time when you had all these other ailments. I didn't have didn't to, have but to. like... It was the if it didn't get done then, I was gonna go back to school and have to like arrange my time around that. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Man, I do yeah. kind of want this TV though. It's it's very cool. Um, a lot of people online when I was considering getting it, there were a lot of negative reviews that were like, "You have to pay five dollars a month to get the picture screensavers." That's bullshit. You don't. Like, you can put any 4K image on there. You can take your own picture and put it on there. Like, Mm. people, there is a subscription service where you can have access to, like, 50,000 paintings from around the world. But you don't have to do it. I don't know. I feel like a lot of the negative stuff out there about this TV is people who don't understand what it is doing and why it's good. And that makes me angry. Yeah. That's most things, really, isn't it? I would probably I also it's so just hard. turn it off. Off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it it's so hard to figure out like when you're review when you're looking at a purchasing something that is a major purchase and you're looking at reviews. It's so hard to tell the difference between people who have legitimate concerns and people who are just idiots who don't understand anything. Yeah, that's for sure. Did you? I don't. It, it makes living so much harder. I wish there was a way to like destroy flag, everyone flag certain <laughs> reviews as being inaccurate yeah. yeah yeah did you uh anyway. did you see a few it was i guess a few months ago this is tangentially related reminding me because online reviews uh yeah. a tweet went viral from youtuber freddie wong um where he says the trick if you are traveling to find the best uh, East Asian food in oh, any yeah. city is to look for the 3.5 star reviews. Yeah. You've <laughs> talked about this on this podcast before. That's. I wish there was a reliable thing for that for uh, electronics online, but yeah. I usually just end yes. up having to like go to Reddit and read what a bunch of nerds have said is the best thing. The thing that drives me crazy now is looking for contractors online to do, you know, work on the roof of my house, for instance. I'm looking at them, and it's like, well, Angie's List is the one that has the best reviews. No, it's actually this other site. There's so many different sites, and so many of the reviews are like, this is my cousin's business, and I love it. Mm -hmm. Like, fuck off. I don't care about that. Yeah. (laughs) I obviously don't trust your review. (laughs) Ugh. But have you met this cousin? I love it. (laughs) I mean, I think that's partially a South Jersey problem because everyone is like, yeah, my cousin is a lawyer and my stepdad is an assassin for the mafia. Yeah, these friggin' Italians and their million kids. (laughs) I didn't say it. I didn't say it. (laughs) Anyway, Jeff, what did you do this week? Uh, Yet, not yesterday. The day before yesterday, I had... Um, one of the best hamburgers I've ever eaten in my life. Ooh. Um, I'm upstate right now, uh, just out of town for the weekend because I'm on my spring break. Uh, Sam and I came up, we stayed at my parents' B&B because my parents are away and it's nice to have a... What, what part of the state is that again? 
just generally? Uh, about an hour north of Albany. Um, mm, okay. It is a closer drive, I think, to Montreal than to Albany. Like, it is that far wow. north. North Creek, mm. New York is the name of the town. It sounds um, like a, a, a linguistics exercise. North Creek, New York. North Creek, New York. <laughs> um, Have you, do you go up and get poutine in Montreal all the time? <laughs> uh, no, I haven't actually, I haven't gone up to Canada yet. Uh, that oh, that go. might be a summer trip. Uh, well, the last yeah. time I went was when I was a child, and it was pre-9-11, so, like, the border crossing protocol was, like, some bored-looking lady was like, hey, you guys from America? Okay, you can go through. I mean, you need a passport, but it's still pretty much that. Back then, you didn't. Uh, now that can't be true. No, you didn't. I don't believe you. You, you didn't need a passport to to do uh, Canada or Mexico until like somewhat recently, actually. Yeah. Um, I don't believe you. Still, okay. I still don't believe you. Now I can get across with my fancy like enhanced ID. Um, yeah, that that is a weird thing to me. I keep on getting offered to do that by the TSA. They're like, you want to get this enhanced ID? And I'm like, how often am I going to Canada that it's worth however much money and background checks and all that? It also lets you do, um, once they make domestic flights require passports, you can do that without a passport. Uh, that's happening. Yeah. That's happening soon. I think they only pushed it back because of COVID. Yeah, um, we'll see. They've, been pu- they've pushed it back like five times now. Yeah. yeah, I don't know why they want to do that other than xenophobia. I guess now that yeah. I mean, now that there's like some states are literally police states, I guess it makes more sense than it did a few years ago, but yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um well, it makes sense for the police states to want to require a passport to leave. Uh Yeah. I feel like if you were a state where you were a safe place to do things like be gay or get pregnant then you probably wouldn't uh make people have passports to leave or whatever um unless they're going to one of those police states to buy guns to bring back to take over your one yeah who knows uh anyway we went to this place called basil and wicks um you mentioned poutine we did get i was a little worried there was an order called high peaks poutine and Mm -hmm. it was like pretty good but it was Ah, uh, this is a bougie remix on poutine. It's got, <laughs> mm-hmm. it's got like melting your mouth short ribs, uh, over Ooh. fresh made potato pancakes, uh, oh. rather than like the traditional French fry. Um, mm-hmm. it was good though. Like the poutine was good. I was like, okay, that's pretty good. Then the next thing came out. We both mm. ordered, uh, Sam spotted it first, the showcase burger. Uh, and. Sounds fancy. Was yeah. it in a ca- showcase at the front door? It was not even the, spotted it. It's not even the top of the menu. It's one what? below the basil burger. That is not a very good showcase, you yeah, guys. Yeah, right? <laughs> but, God, I tell you, this was a hell of a goddamn burger. Um, mm-hmm. It also has the short ribs on it. And I was like, oh. eh, that's a little fancy. But uh, the short ribs were cooked so tender that they were less of an extra meat and more of like a butter on the burger yeah. it was so good uh caramelized yeah. onions smoked gouda bourbon glaze this nice. this sauce was unbelievable every time i tasted it i was like i can't believe something tastes this good uh and it was all on a pretzel bun and just mm. the whole time i'm eating the burger i'm on the verge of tears <laughs> the i i got it with onion rings even the onion rings were perfect like the onion mm. ring is not a 
is not an amazing side. It's pretty good. This was yeah. the, like, platonic ideal of Onion Ring plucked from heaven and brought down to my plate. Like, perfectly crispy. You could pull it apart without slurping the whole onion out of the breading. Uh, how, how? I always wondered, like, I've had onion, onion rings like that, but it, well, so many onion rings have that problem that the onion has more structural integrity than the batter. I'll tell you, there's a way you can do it, because America's Test Kitchen recommends this for their recipes. And I never have, because it seems way too complicated. When you separate the rings, you pull out that thin skin between them. Mm. So if you do that extra step, apparently, you can avoid the issue. Yeah, I bet bet that uh, this place did that. But I discovered the reason this was so good is because they just hired a... uh, a really, really, really fancy chef, like a guy who was mm. on a uh, competition. He was on Hell's Kitchen. Uh, that's and the, they only let the best of the best on Hell's Kitchen. That's the competition one, not the uh, our restaurant sucks one. Yes. Um, but like, usually you don't expect to go to a little like gastro pub in the Adirondacks and get like a high-level chef who designed a menu especially for it. But, like, uh, Billy Trudeau is his name. Um, and, gosh, he he made a hell of a burger. This was, it was just, <laughs> awesome. it was, it was really good. And I recommend if anyone is ever in, uh, in the Adirondacks, go visit Basil and Wicks in North Creek, New York. Because it was a- incredible. Does he have a place in New York City, too? I know some chefs will do stuff like that. Or no. I don't, do you know? I don't know. I don't think mm. so. I don't think he's, like, okay. that big. I think it's, like, he just... There's, a, like, a news, a local news article that he became the new head chef. He, he's the executive <laughs> chef at Basil and Wicks. All right. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think that... Um, yeah, I, I think that... I don't know. It's, it's weird, because it doesn't... It's hard to describe what's strange about this. Like, you'd think this type of restaurant would be in some kind of major travel hub. Like, you'd expect it maybe in Buffalo or Albany if it's going to be upstate. But it's just in this sort of, like, sleepy little ski resort town that's empty for uh, eight of the 12 months of the year. This is going to become the new hotspot for tourists to visit, and your parents are going to make a billion dollars on their Airbnb. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no regular B&B. Oh, it's not an Airbnb, it's just a B&B. It's on the ground. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, but... I just, I a YouTuber I followed just did a video where they went to the Las Vegas Strip and visited every uh, restaurant owned by a chef on the Food Network. Oh, fun. <laughs> Which was like 37 restaurants or something like that, and I... It, I think that that's the only time I've ever wanted to go to Las Vegas. I was like, I want to do this. This would be so fun. Have you ever been to one of the Guy Fieri restaurants? I have not. I've no. only heard bad things about them, though. Um, I've been to two of them. One was planned, and the other was an accident. Um, mm-hmm. One I took Chris to for his birthday against his will a few years ago. It was the one in Times Square. Um, yep. And we both had a great time eating this terrible monster food for garbage people. <laughs> yeah. Um, the other time was when I went to Warp Tour a few years ago. It got rained mm-hmm. out for like three hours. And I had to go to the casino in Atlantic City to just like hang out. 
And I yep. saw, I walked in and like, ah, Guy Fieri's American Grill or whatever. Guy Fieri's uh, Grease Pub, whatever it was called. <laughs> uh, and I, I sat at the bar. I got a disgusting burger. I got a, I think, root beer flavored cocktail with a crushed pretzel uh, rim. Oh, yes, yeah. I remember you talking about this. Yes. Absolutely deranged. Uh, <laughs> Here's Highly recommend celebrity chef restaurants. <laughs> Here's what I'm trying to figure out, though, because there's such a thing as food that is, like, so awful but tastes delicious. Yes. Like, this is garbage food, but it's going to knock your socks off in terms of flavor. Everything I've seen and heard of from Guy Fieri's is, it, this is garbage food and the taste is fine. <laughs> oh, yeah. I I don't think that, uh, I think that these were flavor experiences I would not have had otherwise. Uh, like, mm-hmm. another celebrity chef's restaurant would not have served me a cocktail with a pretzel rim. That's deranged. Yes. So I liked it for that. But... But they're not good, right? It like, wasn't, nothing about it is It was, good. it was like, imagine if a space alien designed Applebee's. <laughs> or like, like Outback but was, like Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, yeah, hold on. Yeah, yeah. But was the food good? Did it taste good? It tasted good. It was not the best meal I've ever eaten. Okay. But it was okay. like it was like a like a solid B plus food, but mm-hmm. a solid B plus of something I hadn't experienced before and couldn't probably otherwise experience. If that I was gonna makes say, sense. I feel like I feel like you get with places like that the type of food innovation that isn't, like, classy, but it's fun, where it'll right, be like, yeah. here's here's pretzel pancakes with uh, uh, goji berry sauce, or something like that. You're like, this is this sounds crazy, but yeah, I want to try that. That sounds fun, also. Yeah. Yeah, but with... I, I get Guy Fieri's whole deal. I've watched Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives. I've watched some of his stuff. I understand his persona. I think I get it all all over i don't understand why i would want to go to as you say an applebee's basically with fucked up decisions like the food is pretty much as good as applebee's and like if you're gonna go out of your way to be like yeah we got this really beautiful cut of meat but instead of cooking it good we cooked it in a vat of mountain dew baby (laughs) oh yeah if it doesn't then taste way better than it would have otherwise all you did was ruin this cut of meat <laughs> you know what i mean well i feel like you don't go there for a good cut of meat that's why one of his restaurants is just chicken strips yeah you want uh-huh. you, you go there for like a burger where the burger patty is cooked like to perfection but then they put like diet coke sauce on it <laughs> yeah and you're like wow i've never like had this. diet coke sauce that's really weird yeah, I like this. This is how you come up with good new food innovations for yourself in your yeah. own life. I, I I understand, Matt, your hesitance. You would prefer something simple cooked well, uh, but I'm a, yes. I'm a or real... Or something complicated that's, like, better or at least, like, so novel that it doesn't compare to the normal thing. Right. I in pursuit like of perfection lo- or novelty. Right. I feel like I've had a lot of stuff at celebrity restaurants around the country that are just being novel for novelty's sake without actually trying to be better, and that pisses me off. Mm. Yeah, I, I know the type of thing you mean. I had, like, a I went to 
Bobby Flay had like a burger joint in in Jersey for a while. Uh, he might mm-hmm. it might still be there. And I went to it and was like, "This burger's fine. This isn't like yeah, take a trip to go have it good though." And the like, yeah. the weird ones are not weird in a way that's interesting to me. They're weird in like a bougie chef way. Yeah, yeah. Bobby Flay was the one that popped to my head immediately as well because I've also been to one of his restaurants and they it was like. Hey, this is a normal steak, but we piled like a full foot of garbage on top of it. Isn't that crazy? And I'm like, it's a bad steak, though. You didn't do it good. I think his problem is he is at the level of Guy Fieri, but he thinks he's at the level of a high haute cuisine chef. And Mm -hmm. so he thinks people are like going to go to his place for the best possible steak, but he doesn't know how to do that. He knows how to do Guy Fieri style food, really. Yeah, exactly. You want someone, you want Guy Fieri because he's Trailer Park Emerald Lagasse. (laughs) One of the, um, uh, one of the restaurants that this YouTuber went to in Vegas was for a guy I'd never heard of on, on, uh, Food Network, but it was all like actual space alien food like crazy over the top stuff like they had mm. a martini that was full of cotton worms candy. no it was <laughs> it was just cotton candy and like when you ate it it tasted like a martini but it was cotton candy in a glass <laughs> wow. and like yeah like shit like that i can get on board with because you're like going into a whole other realm of food and even if it's not good it's like so wild but just putting Putting more cheese on your nachos is not wild enough for me. You need to be either wilder or better, but you're you're trying to do both, and I can't get on board. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. I think it's the the lack of pretension with a uh, with a, a guy Fieri. Like he's not mm. he's not trying to do what Bobby Flay is doing. Like Louisa said, who Bobby Flay, Flay wants to be like I'm making. I I am the 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 world's greatest chef, and I'm making the perfect yeah. food for angels. Yeah. Guy Fieri is just like I don't know. I'm like a big guy who likes to eat garbage that tastes good. So here's a here's my menu designed where the pretzels have the the pretzels. The chicken fingers got pretzels on them, and it's all got Captain Crunch sauce. Who cares? Yeah, yeah, I like that. Yeah, Bobby Flay is the it represents the worst of Food Network. I think we can all agree. Yeah, we all agree with that. Do where yes. do we fall on Emerald? Do we like Emerald? I like Emerald. He seems like I he do. is fine. Yeah, he, I didn't like his show. It was too much about showmanship to the point where he's like, mm. and now, and now you know what we're going to do. And he spent five minutes before he added chopped onions to something to make sure the audience applauded like three times <laughs> for the chopped onions. No. He had too many catchphrases. <laughs> yeah. By the height But his of food it. seemed good. Yeah. Pork fat rules. I, Spam. Kick it up a notch. Etc. I do. I do blame Emerald Lagasse for the cake boss, though. <laughs> if that makes sense. That does make sense. And the cake boss is is a blight on society. I think we can all agree on that yeah. too, right? Yeah, yeah. of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, cake boss, girl boss. All of the bosses are bad, except the, the boss, boss baby. Boss, boss baby is bad. Good. No, he's no, bad. Boss baby is good. No, boss he's bad. Boss Baby would be good if it was about a little baby Bruce Springsteen. No. 
I know. He's, I ar- he's already got a job in a factory. <laughs> Maybe Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> oh, it would be just like real Bruce Springsteen pretending that he was a blue collar guy despite being a billionaire. Uh, he was a blue collar guy at one point, though. You gotta give yeah. him that. Yeah, like 45 years ago. Oh, that's generous. <laughs> it was longer than that. It's the 50th, the 50th anniversary of his first album was coming up this year. Yeah. Ugh. It's so long. It's so long. Anyway, uh, I'm imagining like a little baby voice going like Thunderwood. <laughs> yeah, four to one. Yeah. I will say I don't think there's any way that they could make Bruce Springsteen's songs worse than they already are. Boo! <laughs> you are bad. <laughs> uh, sorry, we weren't. We weren't saying anymore. boo. We were going Bruce like they do at the <laughs> concerts for him. <laughs> Um, I understand that my opinion is wrong on this, and that's <laughs> fine, but I still hate Bruce Springsteen's music so much. Fair. Louisa, what'd you do this week? I'll talk about something recent, because I'm super excited, and I feel like this is a popular thing. Here we uh, go. Since we last recorded, we've seen one gameplay video and the very last trailer for the game Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Have you guys... Ooh, yeah! Ooh, 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 ooh. Something my arm like Arsenio Hall. <laughs> Have you guys caught up in all these various videos they've released? Yes. Oh, I'm so excited. So excited. I loved seeing uh, just kind of like linkless footage of the the NPCs and enemies existing in the world. Mm Mm-hmm. So like, oh yeah, when when you're not around, this enemy just like has to gather firewood. (laughs) I do love that. You see in the latest trailer, you see a little robot creature fighting a choo-choo, one of those blob creatures. With a uh, sword, so like love, they do their, they fight each other on their own. Like That's awesome. <laughs> Delightful. Oh, I'm so very excited. People have said, um, you know, the joke about this game originally was, oh, they're just going to release the DLC as if it's a whole new game and still charge you new game prices. I don't think anyone's saying that anymore. The scope yeah. of it seems to be incredible. I'm so excited. It's because they started out development as like, this will be the third DLC pack. And yeah. then we're like, oh no, we need, we're too deep. We need to spend another six years turning this into <laughs> the biggest game we've ever made. <laughs> um, one exciting thing. I don't know if people know much about this, but this game is a sequel to Breath of the Wild. And it's using the same map as Breath of the Wild. So what that leads to is you get a lot of interesting, um, interesting to me anyway, uh, videos where people compare shots in the new mm. trailers with the old game because it's exactly the same places, but then you can see what's different about the world this time around. Mm-hmm. Which yeah, is it looks exciting. like perhaps some time has passed since the previous game. Yeah. Which is interesting. And in the previous game, you basically existed in the world like a person would, like you're on the surface. You, you can't go way high up in the sky, you don't really go underground. But it seems like in this new um, this new game, this uh, sequel, that there are definitely things up in the sky, and it does seem like you'll be going underground into a cave system, which is also very exciting. Ooh, and possibly underwater. Man. People are speculating. Yeah. You're going to build stuff in a cave with a box of scraps. It's so exciting. <laughs> <laughs> That's the part that has me nervous, and I've talked to you guys about this mm. on the Discord, but... I I agree that this game looks like it's going to be really good, and I'm very excited for it. And also, I'm very nervous because there's this building things mechanic where you can mm-hmm. use, I guess, ghost glue to glue things together. Yes. That it's going to be fucking complicated as shit. <laughs> the pr- like, 
I feel like the Breath of the Wild was just shy of being too complicated to be enjoyable. And the fact that now you can be like, oh, I have this sword, but I can glue like a dragon fang onto the end of this sword and make it into a better sword is going to mean that I'm going to spend the whole game being like, well, I can't, I shouldn't use this sword because I, I could make it better <laughs> once I get this other thing. Like, oh, I, I've got all these pieces to make a raft, but like now I need to make it a flying raft. I need to find a fan to do that. And then I put the fan on it and it flies, but then it flies at the wrong angle because I didn't put the fan in the right place on the raft. Like, that is, I'm genuinely very nervous about it. <laughs> I understand where you're coming from there, but I think a strength of Breath of the Wild was there were many ways to solve every problem. And basically, mm-hmm. if there's something you hated doing, you couldn't finish like a certain shrine. Okay, then you just don't finish that shrine if you don't want to. And like, I never learned good um, fighting techniques. Like the 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 ways you can react to someone else's attack that makes time slow down so you yeah, get carrying more and stuff t- yeah all that never fucking learned how to do any of that it was too complicated didn't bother Did still you won have the game. to do that to beat the guy in the desert the ganon in the desert i thought the only way you could hurt him was by parrying him no see he's electric right I woogie woogie woogie. Yeah, I went and did all the side quests to get the rubber armor. So I had a full set of rubber armor. His yep. electricity could barely hurt me, so I solved it that way. Mm. Yeah, they so offered a lot of alternate paths. Mm. You could either get good or just like cheese pretty hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think um, the in my mind the construction for this new game is going to be like that, where it's like you need to get to this location. There. are probably ways you could do it and you could probably end up getting there in a cart that falls apart just as you barely make it to the location and that's good enough you know yeah 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 i will say in the first one i never really interacted with the horse mechanic at all i mm-hmm. hated those horses oh, interesting i didn't they really were ride so them either. frustrating to get them to do what you wanted to do mm-hmm. i made sure to go get the big horse yes good i love that big horse oh, I and love the big yeah horse. i didn't I didn't ride horses much just because uh, then everything goes by too fast and you miss details. And I love um, the details in that world. Yeah, I would uh, I would walk from place to place and then like look at the mm-hmm. map and be like, oh, I've I've gone 10 feet from where I started two hours ago. I need to get a horse. <laughs> All right, I, I kind of feel like I'm, I'm debating whether I want to go back and play Breath of the Wild again, which I haven't since the since it launched. Mm-hmm. And... I got all the DLC, but never really played it. So, like, I know that there's that motorcycle, which maybe would solve my problem I had with horses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I don't want to do the thing that sometimes happens, where you burn yourself out on Zelda right before the new Zelda comes out. Yeah. Right. That I'll, I'll like, do that with Pokemon sometimes, where yeah. I'm like, oh, I should finish yeah. the old one before the new one comes out, and then the new one comes out, and I'm like, oh, but I'm tired of it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, at this point, I, I do keep watching videos and seeing the comparisons, and I'm like, maybe I should go back and look at those places mm-hmm. myself. But I'm like, no, at this point, I just need to wait. Yeah, you um, should, Louisa, come out again? but Matt, Next you month? could. May 12th. Yeah, maybe. May 12th, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, um, yeah, I mean, I think that I probably... I think the thing that, at this point, I would need to do is just hold off, play the new one, and then play the old one again afterwards. Yeah, and be yeah. like, what's this bullshit? There's no nothing in the sky? There's no holes I can crawl, <laughs> crawl into in the ground? Yeah. Yep. I enjoyed the uh, the DLC stuff, because it was like you got a new little, like, 10 to 15 hour adventure on the same map, and then you that got, like... Nice. 
your your dungeon to get your motorcycle is like a big full Zelda dungeon, but with all of the stuff from the Divine Beast style dungeons, I was like, oh, this is a good culmination of all the stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a lot of speculation that seems well supported that in the new games they might go back to having more dungeons and boss fights, which Breath of the Wild didn't really have. Um, I would like that, I think. Yeah. I think that was something I missed in Breath of the Wild. I didn't mind it not being there. Like, personally, I I would be fine if they didn't do that at all, but I know that's core to a lot of people's enjoyment of the Zelda series, so it would be fine if they added that, I think. Yeah. yeah, it was a very, it was, it took all of the elements from Zelda games and they were all there, but not tied together in the usual way by like your, your dungeons and your kind of themed elemental areas and all that as, yeah. as strongly. Yeah the, yeah, the fact that the Divine Beasts were all just kind of like one big puzzle was cool, but made me be like, I wish that there, I wish this was... What what I like about a lot of the Zelda games is that when you go into, like, a biome that has a dungeon, like Jeff mm. was saying, like, mm. oh, this is all going to be fire-themed, this yeah. is going to be exciting. And, like, even the, what was the one in the the volcano, the lizard, the giant yeah. lizard, didn't really yeah. have anything to do with fire, which was a little disappointing to me. Yeah, yeah that, think... that was an aesthetic issue, I think, with the game, which is, like, all the shrines and divine beasts had that, like, Jomon period uh japan aesthetic to them yeah mm. yeah yeah um yeah i think one of the problems with it being open world which i'm glad they're keeping i'd rather have that but if you do that you don't get to have some of the classic zelda stuff where it's like now you have a hook shot everything right here needs to be solved with a hook shot mm-hmm. which is it kind of um it's like comforting in a way to play a game like that where you're like well i know i have to solve this with a hook shot somehow I'm actually really, I'm so glad that they ditched that, because that's one of the things (laughs) that I dislike. Like, that's part of why I'm one of the rare uh, Ocarina of Time dislikers, because it feels so hand-holdy, because Mm. it sticks even more than any of the prior ones to that formula of, Mm -hmm. you get an item, and everything within the, like, themed region of the item requires that you use the item to progress. I'm like, ugh, no! <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was very yeah, exciting that's... in Breath of the Wild that you get all your powers immediately. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In the like four hour long tutorial. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, oh surely this is the whole game and then <laughs> yeah. they're like, nope, you get to go do uh <laughs> ten times the landmass of what you just did. Great. <laughs> it's remarkable how uh, they played with your video game expectations because in that in Breath of the Wild where you start out in this small area you see out across the world, and to me, in my mind, I'm like, yeah, of course, they show a background. Yeah, that's just the background. Yeah, it's the skybox. (laughs) Yeah, and then you find out you can go there. Amazing. (laughs) I do think it's interesting, this new one, that that all the trailers involve Link falling at terminal velocity. Yep. (laughs) What is up with that? I mean, I know that they're doing all these sky islands and stuff, but... Every trailer, Silence. I think, has had a, an extended sequence of Link falling to his death. Oh, I man. love that. I love that it in the rocks. gameplay sequel, the, gameplay, sorry, trailer, he, the uh, guy who is playing it, I forget his name. Anyway, he says, okay, well, maybe we should try to fall a little faster. And then he has Link go into a dive instead of just falling, because he wasn't yeah. falling fast enough for his liking. I love that. And then he hits the water and he's fine. Yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> that's not how anything is. I mean, I, that's pretty classic, isn't it? Yeah. That's it action is. movie it's, stuff. 
it's all video game logic. I mean, the fact that in the the most recent trailer, it starts with him falling, and then he just pulls out his glider, and that somehow doesn't rip his arms <laughs> off, yeah. even though he's falling at, like, 100 miles an the hour. The glider yeah. continues to glide with his, like, disconnected at the shoulder arms, and he plunks <laughs> yeah. to the earth. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, I was really excited in this trailer to see Link riding a self-constructed, weird, janky tank tower that he made out of like stone blocks and wheels towards a stone talus enemy which is like a big stone golem that had a camp of uh bokoblins on its back riding riding into battle together like they're two kaiju oh i love that yeah i did like the um the like horse-drawn carriage that was cobbled together out of logs and stuff how is that gonna work this part i'm so excited about i'm afraid to be as excited as i am because something i really (laughs) felt was missing for breath of the wild is seeing all these ruins and not being able to help the people who are like barely surviving around them like rebuild anything and i think there's some rebuilding in this game and i'm so excited yeah i saw a a trailer analysis video for the gameplay trailer where they were like you can see in the background a group of people and one of them yells like where's our bridge and there's a big pile of stones next to them yes people keep pointing out these big piles of building materials yes yeah like okay so a lot of the side quests are going to be like people being like, build me a house or whatever. And that <laughs> seems like it might be good. I think the best, like the best side quest in the first one was Tarrytown, where you're yes! where you, like, you help oh people resettle this little island. I love mm-hmm. Tarrytown. And in the latest trailer, we hear a woman. I thought it was Zelda at first, but going back, it is not. It's another woman saying, uh, Link, you're not alone. You'll have help. And then you see some of the heroes from the first game. That's super exciting. I was excited about Will that. Will this game have then, multiplayer? Yeah, uh, I hope not, honestly. Can I play <laughs> as Prince you Sidon? See, <laughs> you see Link facing off against something. He's ready. He's prepared. And he's surrounded by regular Hylian people who have, like, pot lids and they're wearing buckets on their heads as helmets. They're all ready to fight. Oh, my God! The idea what? that there's a community. I love this. Yeah. <sighs> um, do you guys think that that voice is Impa? I've heard some people suspecting it might be Impa. I think it's that woman we see in the trailer who is just the same as Zelda, but is clearly not Zelda. Impa and... is too. Impa's old. Impa's an old lady yeah. in the first one. Wait, no, sorry, not Impa. Who's the who's I think the it um... might be Hylia? Who's the the shadow uh, goddess that is in Twilight Princess? Mm, I don't. Um... I didn't play that one. Oh, uh, what is her? Midna? Midna, that's the one. Yeah, I'm curious. I've heard some people suggesting it might be Midna. I'm curious if they're going to tie all stuff in. I think it's Hylia. That's my guess. I'm planting my flag there. I I think that there's going to be a lot of connective tissue between this game and Twilight Princess, because Mm. both of these games are about Link has been tainted by, like, a dark curse, Mm. and he has to understand that it's not evil unless he uses it for evil. Yeah, it's it's. I also noticed that some of the the Zonai stuff bears an aesthetic resemble, resemblance to the the Twilight. Uh, yes, things like there's some kind of being that we see Zelda interacting with, who kind of looks like those monsters that you have to fight as Wolf Link. Um, right, and yes. some of those little robots, like the one fighting the the blue choo choo, and the one chopping down the tree, kind of have a similar vibe to them. Um, right. 
So I'm I'm interested to see if it will continue to just kind of imply that Dark World, Twilight, Low Rule are all like the same thing, or if it will yeah. make a more definite connection between these things. I wonder if they're gonna something that I another thing that I felt was missing in Breath of the Wild was the classic Zelda thing of like flipping between two realities. Oh uh, yeah, we're getting um, that. Sky World and Ground World. Is that what it's going to be? Because that seems a little bit disappointing to me. What I really like about, you know, Dark World, Light World, High Rule, Low Rule, uh, all of those those ways of doing it is that it's the same world just fucked up. Or like, yeah. like you can visit the same thing in two, from two different points of view kind of thing. And I, w- I would love for that to be in this. I don't think it will be because there's no indication yet that there w- that it will be. But that seems like a big part of a lot of Zelda games, right? Like yeah. Young Link, Old Link, and all that stuff. Well, yeah, my I'm, guess, I'm and this is... Time travel. Sorry, go ahead. This is, this is just my theory, but I think Zelda got sent back in time, you know, to 20,000 years, maybe? We don't know. To Back to when the Zonai exists. So she's being helped mm-hmm. by them. But she says Link needs to find her. He's in the future. He's in our time. And I wonder our if time. you have to... <laughs> well, you know, we'll say. <laughs> the for time the sake we're of, no, yeah. We do have motorcycles. <laughs> true so i i i would love it if you have to do some things as zelda back in this prehistoric world to Ugh. set things up to help link in the future i don't know if that will be this true, is but the I would first zelda game with playable zelda that would be incredible yeah yeah i, I mean i doubt it i'm not getting my hopes up but i would really love that and i do like the idea of it being you you need to play things in two different time periods i would yes. love that yeah, I mean that's that's, that's exactly it. It's, yeah, it's the same as you know you need to do something in the dark world to make this happen in the light world, yeah. or as a kid to make like that's I want that, and yeah. I feel like all the best Zelda games have that element. <laughs> so I I, 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 I think they could be doing something like that. Maybe not with Zelda, but you know. Oh, that would be amazing. Yeah, I'm I, also I, excited about the stone things in the sky. A lot of them seem to be puzzles, and people have pointed out it seems like you can yes. manipulate them with your powers, and God, I love yes. so- solving Zelda puzzles. Mm. <laughs> Some overworld puzzles that are more complicated than the little Korok ones. Perfect. Yes. Sorry, Jeff, what were you saying? Oh. Uh, I was saying that I, I think time travel could definitely play into it based on mm. the the fact that like the Zonai, who are supposedly these ancient lost people, now have like active robots fighting you (laughs) yeah yeah i mean i think what louisa had mentioned the idea that ganon sends zelda back in time and Mm -hmm. her just being back in time changes things so that now suddenly there's these Mm -hmm. islands in the sky and stuff that would make a lot of sense yeah i like the idea that she she knows she's way back in time she needs link to solve things in the future so she's gonna do things that will give him new help in the future I like that idea. Yeah. It's all very fun to me. Mm. This power where you can teleport through the ceiling above (laughs) you, is that going to be stupid, do we think? Yeah, but it'll be, like, stupid in a good video game way. Yeah, that's what I I think, too. (laughs) Yeah. I like how weird it is. It doesn't seem useful. It is weird. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly the thing I'm worried about, is that, like, there's going to be... Uh, like three puzzles in the game that you have to solve with that power mm-hmm. and I'm going to forget that I have it every time. <laughs> to me... I it... haven't used it in 16 <laughs> hours of gameplay. To me, I'm worried that it's too useful. 
that you'll uh-huh. like that you'll like be able to be in a place that would be hard to get out of and just be like, well, I'm gonna go up through the ceiling and leave. Yeah. I like that yeah. Breath of the Wild, it seemed like they didn't mind if you quote unquote broke the game. Like you yeah. can get to somewhere the way you weren't supposed to, like climbing up over the top of a mountain to get there instead of following the path if you wanted to. That's and how I, I got feel to like Zora. Yeah. And I feel like uh, letting you go through the ceiling of places, like, that might not be the way to do it right, to get the good visuals and stuff, the story, the narrative, but you could still do it if you wanted. Speedrunners are going to fuck this game up. <laughs> I love that! Yeah, This game is going to get fucking destroyed by speedrunners. <laughs> I remember when Breath of the Wild first came out, and I watched that Games Done Quick that came out right after it, <laughs> and somebody beat the game, the whole game, in 15 minutes. <laughs> Because they used that thing where you could freeze things in time and then slingshot it to slingshot themselves to the castle and fight Ganon. (laughs) Fuck, that's fucked up. I I love that. I think Nintendo (laughs) saw people doing the, like, infinite flying machines with the magnet ability, and they were like, Mm -hmm. we're just going to make that a thing that you can, you can just build a flying machine. Who cares? We'll let you do it. Yeah. I, in a video I saw recently about theories about the game, it showed a very old interview with the guy who currently is in charge of the Legend of Zelda games, sitting with, um, what's his name? The guy who loves everything so much, who's at Nintendo, who, like, he created Lincoln. Uh, oh, Shigeru Miyamoto? Miyamoto, of course. And Miyamoto is telling everyone how excited he is that in, I think it's Ocarina of Time, I don't remember what game he's talking about, an older game. That you could cut um, signposts in half. Yeah. And then the parts of the signposts would like fall on the ground or float on the water. And if you cut them sideways, it would cut it horizontally rather than vertically. So he's talking about this and how much fun that is. And the guy who's in charge now says he took the message from Miyamoto that you should always just be having fun playing with Zelda games and the world should feel like real worlds. Mm-hmm. And I love that. Because that's what I enjoy too. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed on all counts. I'm so excited. So, if you want to hear us talk about nothing but this game for a month straight, <laughs> tune back in May. Yes. Yeah. That's all any of us will be doing every week for a while. Yeah, we're going to cancel recording this podcast seven weeks in a <laughs> row until we've all played 1,000 <laughs> hours of Tears of the Kingdom. That's probable, yes. Uh, but what do we do on this show right now? Well, right now what we do is we go to the WikiHow Suggested Articles page and enter a random word so that we can give people advice on how to do things related to that word. Uh, And the word we got today is gap. Woo! Fall into the gap. Remember? Yep. Yep, Yes, I remember falling into the gap. (laughs) I got stuck there for 127 hours, had to cut my arm off. Oh god, Mm -hmm. those jackets won't fit you anymore. And there was an Irish Julius right next door and you were like, ugh. It smells so bad, but I'm so hungry. <laughs> I want a hot dog. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a none of these, of these are about are the store the, the gap. Yeah, a lot of these have don't, don't have the word gap directly. Mm-hmm. Like, how to make Singapore chili crab, because Singapore mm. has G-A-P right in the middle of it. Yeah, there's a lot of Singapore stuff. There are. I want to learn how to make Singapore chili crab. I don't think I've ever had it, but it sounds great. I don't like crab. I don't get what... Huh. Do you ever have a food where you're like, maybe I have extra taste buds and that's why I don't like this like everyone else does? Yeah, wine. Yeah, I guess that's true. (laughs) For some reason, like, there are foods that I don't like where I'm like, I get why people like this. It's just not something I enjoy. Like, when I taught myself to like mushrooms, I had to 
find that for mushrooms. I cannot do that with crab. It tastes just like the smell of the mud at the bottom of a river, and I can't get on board. I used to, I used to like crab. Like we would go, uh, go fishing and crabbing over the like summer break and mm-hmm. cook crabs and eat them right out of the shell. And the idea of doing that now uh, makes me want to barf. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, do you guys like? You know, crab legs then, which is just mild and sweet and hardly any work. No, thank you. No, even those taste so muddy to me. It yeah, probably tastes fine. It just ooks me out to be oh, okay. eating eating uh, directly out of the chitinous shell of this sea bug. <laughs> I wish land bugs I, tasted as good. Damn. They might. Yeah, if only. I do like crawfish, though, which are another mm. muddy bug. Yeah. But I don't, I like those, but I can't. I don't know what it is about crabs. I just can't like them. That is weird. You won't allow yourself to feel the joy of liking crab. Yeah, I've, I'm usually very good at teaching myself to like a food just so that I am not missing out. But I've tried so many times with crab and I can't do it. Do you notice a difference in the different varieties of crab or no? Not really. And hmm. like when I was traveling around the country for work, I would go places where they're like, this is the best crab in the country. Like... San Francisco Bay and like Maryland and places and people would be like have this crab it's the best crab and Mm -hmm. I try it and I'd just be like this tastes like every other crab I've ever had disgusting (laughs) fair enough (sighs) so I don't know I know that I'm wrong I know that I'm the wrong one although no crab cakes either no not literally anything that has crab in it the taste of that mud crab just overwhelms everything Hmm. interesting but how do you get to the Singapore Zoo Practice. Yes, thank you. <laughs> pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, what is Metagap insurance? Uh, How do you select I one? It, I think it's probably like stuff that isn't covered by Medicare, like extra insurance on top of Medicare, maybe. Oh, mm. that makes sense. Oh, megapic- um, megapixels is a word that's in here a bunch. Oh, yeah, there you go. How do you convert megapixels to pixels? Are you supposed to do that? It sounds bad. Uh, megapixel is a million pixels. Yeah, so don't Done. do that. That's it. Do not. You've, the conversion <laughs> not. is a mathematical one. Times uh, <laughs> divided by 100, or times 100. Rather, yeah. yeah. But if you want to convert the actual pixels, then just pick one out of every thousand pixels and be like, this is the color for this whole area yeah. of the picture. <laughs> it wouldn't be a conversion. It's just... It would be like saying, how do you convert meters to centimeters? You're not changing anything about it. I mean, that's one way to interpret the word conversion, yes. But I think you can also say, I'm converting this analog signal to a digital signal. Yeah. You know? yeah. yeah. I feel like a person true. wants to see something on a display, but they want it to be pixels and not megapixels. And I don't think that's going to work very well. There is no such thing as a megapixel. That just means a million pixels. Well, yeah, but if a display can show all those pixels, it's going to look bad when it's just some pixels, right? Instead of millions, it's just some. I guess. I guess so. I guess. I mean, none of this, none of what we're saying makes sense. (laughs) Yeah. Pixels are real. They can't hurt you. That's true. You're right. When you're right, you're right. Pixels are not real. (laughs) They can hurt you, though. If that Adam Sandler documentary yes. taught us anything. Yeah. Um, I do like how to install an air gap, because I'm pretty sure the answer is to just not put anything in there. Hey. Between the two things. It's about Adam. the things you don't install. 
Yeah. What is literally, yeah. right? Yeah. Isn't it a thing in computing where you make it so that two systems can't talk oh, to each other right. because there's nothing between them? Yeah. It's the the way that the Battlestar Galactica survived the uh, Cylons initial attack. Yep. They were air That's... they were air gapped. None of their computers were networked. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. It's a super relevant touch point. Everybody <laughs> remembers the Battlestar Galactica reboot from twenty years ago, right? <laughs> I tried rewatching that not that long ago, and I was like, this is boring. Why were we all into this? Breaking Bad hadn't come out yet. <laughs> oh, that's it. Yep. <laughs> the Sopranos, I think, was starting to wrap up at that point. Mm-hmm. Or, we all needed something to do. Or uh, it was for people who couldn't afford HBO. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> How to buy a megaphone. <laughs> Go to Amazon.com and type megaphone. Go to your college cheerleading squad and find the guy wearing a sweater with the the university initials on it and ask him what he got and then use the same one. Mm-hmm. Go, go find the guy who has a sweater with a big S on it and he's wearing a little flipped inside out fedora with pins and buttons. It looks like a little crown. Um, and mm-hmm. he's got a big pile of hamburgers. Don't mm-hmm. take one. Ask nicely. <laughs> Once you get a hamburger, you need to take it to the guy next door who will pay you on Tuesday for a hamburger today. Mm, and then uh, after he pays you, you use that money to buy the shovel, which seems useless at first, but it lets <laughs> you find many of the secret seashells. Yeah, and then and when you, you give them to she, on... <laughs> you go Wait, down to the seashore to... and okay. give the seashells to the lady who sells them down there. Yeah, okay. What's her name? Uh, she... Sheila, Sheila, <laughs> Sheila, yeah, who sells seashells it. down the seashore. Uh, it's it's actually Sheila, but the giant spider from Lord of the Rings. Oh, cool! <laughs> uh, and that's how you get the boomerang. <laughs> um, I do love those megaphones that old timey cheerleaders had that are just like a cone of cardboard. Though those things are awesome. Yeah. Isn't there an emoji of one of those? But there's also emojis of other megaphones. There's too many emojis of the same thing, so you guys. Yeah, that's true. And then you're like, oh, I really want an emoji of a cucumber or whatever, mm-hmm. and there just isn't one, and you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. And there's four kinds of monorails? Why? Yeah. Because emojis mm-hmm. are Japanese, and they have a good public transit infrastructure. I still don't think, even if you had, even if you lived in the Epcot Center, I don't <laughs> think you need more than one type of monorail, right? True. I don't know. You have to express a lot of uh, a lot of ideas uh, through pictures of monorail mm-hmm. in certain industries, like transit. You need to return the results of your experimental prototype community of tomorrow. Mm-hmm. You know, he mm-hmm. wanted people to live there for real. Crazy. Yep. Ridiculous. What? what is the experiment? Yeah, that <laughs> like, people can do it, I guess, and not die. What? Also, is, like, what? okay. What? What? Epcot. Okay. Epcot is stands for the Experimental Prototype Community of Tomorrow. Okay. It was genuinely uh, Walt Disney thinking, like, what if people lived like this in the future? In a big globe at a theme park? Well, here's the thing. <laughs> What does that mean? Like, <laughs> is he talking about the the spaceship Earth, the giant geodesic dome, or the big lake with all of the different racist caricatures of the countries that they come from? Because that's not good either. Yeah. He had some idea of 
a housing area that then monorailed to the other areas. I don't remember all his details. I don't think he came up with that many details is also the problem before he died. Yeah, he was he was a big ideas guy. Was the original Epcot idea, did it involve the, what is it called? The Lake of Many Worlds or whatever? What is the thing called? Uh, many Worlds. Theory. It has a name. Shit, I don't remember what it's called. Yeah. Uh, the Seven Seas Lake, something like that. Anyway, the the one that has all the different countries around it, because everyone knows that's the best part of Epcot, mm-hmm. but that seems like the closest thing to a community in mm-hmm. there, but that sucks, because <laughs> it's like, it's it's all just people dressed in like weird versions of their home country's clothes, and that's how you're supposed to live for your whole life? Yeah. Does it make sense? You're in Canada wearing a coonskin cap saying, yeah, we do eat a lot of maple syrup every day. How long before you snap? That's all we're allowed to eat. (laughs) I snuck over to Mexico to get a taco and I was electrocuted (laughs) until I forgot my own name. Uh, What were we talking about? Epcot? Yeah, it's pretty good. (laughs) Epcot is the best of the the Walt Disney World parks. Uh, And Walt Disney is the best of us. (laughs) (laughs) We all should, we should put together a trip to go down to Walt Disney World sometime. Yeah. That'd be fun. We can stay oh, in that so windowless good. Star Wars theme park. <laughs> uh, hotel. You're the, the hotel. only one who wants that, Jeff. <laughs> yes, I do. I want to feel like I'm on a spaceship for four days. What if we arranged a trip for all of our friends to go to Walt Disney World, but we all stayed in different hotels so that we didn't have to... <laughs> you can all stay wherever you want, one. and then I get yeah, to exactly. stay in the Star Wars hotel. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, I don't break I immersion. At- I only take the spaceship themed shuttle from the hotel to the theme park. Mm-hmm. I need to look at what all the different hotels down there are now because yeah. I, I they've probably changed. But I did love that one that was like um like old Dixieland. Mm-hmm. That one's really good, and the like uh, the Hawaiian themed one is good. Mm-hmm. There's all of one them except for that terrible ESPN themed one. <laughs> yeah, that's Holy weird. shit. What are you doing, guys? Yeah. Uh, there's one that's energy. meant to be, like, a Adirondacks uh, resort with, like, all the mm. pine trees and log cabins and mm. stuff. Interesting. Jeff, you wouldn't even feel out of place. You could just transport yourself right down to that one. Yeah, exactly. You're already familiar with everything about could, it. We know that Jeff is terrified of flying on planes, so we distract him <laughs> and then we inject him with a with a paralyzing agent that... <laughs> Makes him unconscious, and then when we release him into the wild in Florida, he won't even know. You just have to set your phasers to stun before you shoot me. I I started that out trying to do, like, a Mr. T on the A-team thing, but it ended up being when you relocate a bear. <laughs> yeah, it did. We just get a tag onto Jeff and then uh, yeah, let him is, his life. Is B.A. Baracus not a bear in, in uh, some ways? A- that's a good question. Mm, that's true. An important question that we all need a to ask. Question of the ages, because we all know what the A team is. It's a very recent reference. Mm-hmm. The movie adaptation definitely wasn't 15 years ago, and the TV show <laughs> wasn't 50 years ago. <laughs> that movie was so good. Oh, though, no, guys. don't let Matt talk about the A team movie again. <laughs> I saw it with him uh, in theaters. It was, it was really good. <sighs> okay. Maybe I'll watch it someday. It was so dumb. It was so dumb. I loved it. Maybe I'll revisit it. Maybe it is as dumb as I want it to be. Yeah, it is. 
The, like um, a Dennis Rodman book, <laughs> Dumb I, as I Wanna Be. <laughs> yeah. You want the whole thing to be the part in the trailer where he's uh, slowing the descent of his tank by shooting at the ground. <laughs> yeah, that fucking rules. But that's like ten seconds of the movie, unfortunately. That's true. That is the best dumb part of that movie, and there's a lot of like less good dumb parts, but I do like the part where they break B.A. Baracus out of that like anger management rehab center okay oh that's very good they like blast through the wall with a with a bazooka (laughs) what would you call him if he wasn't bad attitude anymore though yeah i don't remember he has like a he goes by a different name when they when they get him out of the the place he's in because he's like studied pacifist philosophy that's he refuses to fight oh what a good movie (laughs) is it it is. It's very good. And then Hannibal convinces him, like, sometimes even pacifists need to fight for what's right. Okay. I guess. This is I Liam Neeson? Kind of... Yes, that's Liam Neeson. Uh, right. What a weird cast. Yeah, Bradley but good. Bradley Cooper's I there. Mean, Charles Bra- Coe Bradley Cooper is great in that movie. That weird South African guy is, like, not my favorite as uh, Murdoch, but the rest of the cast is very good. Huh. <sighs> Anyway, what are we talking about? Um, how to fill gaps in your floorboards. How to care for an agapanthus. Or divide one. Uh, yeah, give it water to care for it. Divide but it like, too much water. it in half, Solomon style. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And fill gaps and then, in your floorboards with paste. Mm-hmm. What kind of paste? Probably. Dealer's choice. Wheat paste. Yep. There we go. I know you feel fill gaps in wooden furniture by mixing glue with the sawdust from the wood that you used. Mm-hmm. So you could probably do that with your floorboards too, right? Yeah. Why um, do you want to fill gaps in floorboards though? Because that's where all the crumbs go and then you don't have to worry about them. So no one can hear the uh, hideous heart beating under the floorboards oh, yeah. of the man that you murdered. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you just have a perfectly is- smooth, waxy floor instead. <laughs> The problem is that once your basement fills up with crumbs, then what do you do? Mm. I feel like that's a self-solving problem, if you don't mind ants. Mm. Uh, Who doesn't mind ants? That's not self-solving if you have to make ants do it. (laughs) An ant-solved problem, then. Uh, Uh, Then then you get spiders to get rid of the ants. Once the ants Mm -hmm. are down there, then you seal all the gaps in the floorboards, Mm -hmm. so they Mm -hmm. stay down there. Mm -hmm. A perpetual ant machine. This is a, pr- a plan with no faults. <laughs> yep. Yeah, the faults have all been filled in with paste. Mm-hmm. The fault is in our ants. Mm-hmm. It's the sequel to that book. Ant-Man? Julius Caesar. <laughs> anyway, uh, good episode, Both good everyone. jokes. Hey, yeah. hey, Jeff, we both did good they, jokes. They were though. good. <laughs> Mark Antony? There's ways to go mm. with this. Yeah. Uh, okay, so are we done in this podcast? I think <laughs> I so. I feel like it. I think this is a pretty yeah. good one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure. I forget what good ones sound like, so probably it's fine. Mm-hmm. This was like a WTF with Mark Barron, rather than a uh, stuff they didn't teach you in history class or whatever. No, that one is probably yeah, better than, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that one's very good, actually. It's less famous, though. I guess that's true. As long as we never get to the level of boring of, like, this American life, I'll be fine, mm-hmm. I think. Oh, I would be fine with being that boring if we were that successful. Or or interesting. Yeah. <laughs> like, this American life is very interesting, but I cannot listen to it because it's so boring. Yeah. Agreed. Anyway. anyway 
now that we've insulted all your favorite podcasts, if you liked this podcast, then come on back and uh, listen to it again. But in the meantime, if you want to get in touch with us, you can find us on Twitter at HackTheNetPod, or you can message us on Mastodon to join our Discord where you can talk to us directly. I'm on Mastodon at Matt Heron at Mastodon.online. I'm a phantom in the night. Uh, just a rumored whisper. And He's going to slam evil, everyone. I'm going <laughs> to slam evil. Uh, go to weaponizedlanguage.com for my shows. Okay, you can talk to me online at louisa at mastodon.xyz. Okay, everyone. Well, I hope you have a great week and come back next time. But in the meantime, do not forget that everything I've said is correct. I don't know if other people are into it. I'm the best around. <laughs> Should I go back to telling people to keep their pockets on Shrek? I almost said that. I almost <laughs> said keep your pockets on Shrek. That's like, uh It's pretty. I good. feel bad because uh, Kanye West is a bad person, but that is a f- one of the funniest things anyone has ever said. It is. Here's the thing: I don't think he knew he was being funny. I think by saying it here, you're making fun of him, which is good. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. That's probably true.